0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 24 of Simply Finance with Shane White. Uh, Today is Friday, the last trading day of the week, and the markets just closed. Uh, It actually became a huge day for the market. Uh, with the Dow up 700 points on the day, uh, it's been kind of crazy to watch the markets this week. Just have an incredibly strong week on the hopes of the coronavirus pandemic really, you know, making a turn for the better. Um, it's exciting to see. Uh, you know, the S and P finished today up over two percent. The Nasdaq was at 1.35 percent up exciting to see. Uh, I think the question for any investor, though, is how real is this? Uh, I'm still expecting there to be quite a dip in the market. I think as more and more of these earnings reports continue to come out over the next week or two, uh, we'll start to really see the dramatic impacts to the economy that the coronavirus has had. And uh, I think we'll end up seeing another drop. Uh, I personally think the market's come back way too strong. In the short term uh and i don't know if those gains are real but only time will tell so today i hope we have a fun topic for you guys i think this is an interesting topic to cover today um and that is what companies that i think are well i guess a better way to phrase this is really the concept would be talking through cash and healthy balance sheets so if you're not you know, maybe someone who either has been in investing for very long or someone who didn 't take business classes in high school or college, you may have never heard of a balance sheet and uh, i 'm going to do another podcast where I go through what I call the big three financial statements and the balance sheet is one of those and uh, i 'll go into a lot more detail on that podcast if you don 't know what a balance sheet is it 's it 's basically the accounting it 's kind of like this the one oh one the simple Accounting formula of your assets have to equal your liabilities plus shareholders' equity. So it's basically how you like balance what you own versus what you owe. And those have to balance each other out in the equation. Uh, and what I want to talk about today, and just a topic, honestly, I was listening to some news this morning, and I think I was actually listening to another podcast, and someone mentioned, uh, you know, since the coronavirus pandemic really took off, there's been one thing that's been constant. That And I've been talking about this too. It, it's shown the importance of cash. And, it, and that, that doesn't come out of very many investors' mouths, per se. And you won't hear you know, people saying, keep a lot of your money in cash for lots of good reasons when the economy is doing well. But the one thing that's important to always remember is uh, cash is king, right? I mean, if you lose your job or if your portfolio goes to shit and you have no cash you're kind of screwed, right? You always need to have some sort of cash reserve. Um, It's always good to have what most people call a nest egg or, you know, just a, a, a money to the side that you have in case of emergencies or something crazy like this happens where a lot of people are losing their jobs. So that's, you know, on a personal level, that's really important to have and cash is king there. But What kind of clicked to me this morning, and I thought was worth making this podcast about today, was cash is also going to be king in the scenario for businesses. So if you think about it, businesses are in the exact same boat that all of us are in. Just because a company has always done well or had sales or has been booming in the stock market recently, that doesn't mean anything if when their businesses have to close the doors because of the coronavirus, that they don't have strong cash reserves like us as individuals. So what I wanted to talk through today is how you can go about finding out what what a company's cash reserves are. And in my opinion, I kind of look at two different things. And then as well as understanding kind of their trajectory of cash. I think that's important. And and what we'll kind of walk through, I have four companies in here that all have decently strong, well, two of them have really strong cash positions. And you've probably heard uh, other analysts talk about these companies uh, cash positions. But the other two are companies that I think are great to invest in right now. But it's, there's one delineation between the two that would be interesting for a lot of you to use in your investing strategies right now. And what I'm trying to get at, really, in the simplest terms and to simplify all this down, is just that right now it'd be great to get into industries that you think over a long period of time. Have a chance of bouncing back, and the one that you know stands out to me right away is uh, airlines, uh, maybe oil anything tied into oil is going to be another one that you know you 're not going to get your money back out of this investment in the next month or even you know definitely not a week, probably not in a month or even six months or maybe two years. you know you might have to sit on this one for two years till you really see some growth. but what you need to do to make sure some of these companies that you want to invest in right now during this time have is strong cash positions because if they're in an industry where their businesses are partially or fully shut down, they're gonna need cash right now to stay afloat. So I'm gonna try something new here on the podcast. I realize I use um, a software on here that allows me to record audio and video. And I also just realized that I can share my screen and my brother-in-law actually watched one of my earlier episodes and made a comment to me that, hey, you talk about a lot of great things, Um, so for the podcast listeners, I'm always trying to like talk through the scenarios I'm breaking down because number one, I think that helps you understand no matter if you're listening to video or sorry, listening to audio or watching the video, but for you that are watching either on YouTube or social media to this video, uh, I'm going to actually show my screen and you'll see me in the top corner. So just kind of a cool way that hopefully I can show you real time what I'm doing. And for you, for you that are listening, I'll still talk through everything, And you'll be able to find it the same way. Um, If you have any further questions I would just suggest hopping over to YouTube and searching for Simply Finance and you can find this video. So let me just share my screen. Just a second here. All right so you should be seeing my screen now. I am on MarketWatch. So for any of you listening, uh, for a lot of the companies I look at, I am worried about um, MarketWatch. I usually go to marketwatch.com. That's like my, one of my favorite spots uh, to go to. So here I am on marketwatch.com. I have American Airlines this is the first one I'm going to pull up. So if you search AAL, that's their their ticker symbol. They're traded on the NASDAQ. Um, and you can see, if you if you scroll down just a little bit, um one of the podcasts where a few episodes ago would have been great to have this capability and show you my screen, but I didn't have that. So this right here, what I'm circling right in the middle of the chart for you guys listening, um, or the page, there is a chart that I walk through, basically just like the simplified version of what I do when I look to invest in a stock. And a couple episodes ago, you can find that. But what you do is on Market Watch, you go down in the middle of the page, there's a couple different options, like there's overview, profile, charts. I click on financials. That takes you to, and my computer's loading really slow, American Airlines Group, and it starts off with an income statement. So this is what income statement, or you know, some people call this a P&L. And um, what, I'm, what I'm gonna go to is, you, the second out of the big three financial statements here is the balance sheet. So I'm gonna go to the balance sheet. And this is where you see cash. So what I do is I just scroll down, it's on a five year trend. So you can look at this quarterly or yearly. I like to start off and look at American Airlines over the last five years. So if you look at the third line down on, under assets, there is a row called cash only. And for you watching, oh, I'm highlighting it right now. So that is the cash only line. You can see in 20, at the end of 2015, cash, literal dollar bills they had in their bank account at the end of 2015 was $2.1 billion, which is obviously a lot of cash. And the next year, at the end of 2016, they went down to 1.55 billion. 2017, they dropped dramatically down to 801 million. 2018, dropped again, 445 million. And at the end of 2019, they were up slightly to 623 million dollars. Now, this is a lot of money, but what I what I'm looking at here is they're investing and paying off debt, so their trend is heading drastically downward year over year. $623 million at the end of 2019 is still a lot of cash. But for an airline, what stands out to me is American Airlines is probably not in the best cash position. Um, and that doesn't mean they're in a horrible position. Just $623 million and you see how much they've had over time. Um, that means right now they might be an airline that depending how long the coronavirus is impacting all of us and how long it takes... To get back up and running with full planes, they could be someone who you know potentially could have um, some trouble times ahead if they can 't keep the airlines going um, and again i 'm looking at the trend right and that's and then comparing six hundred and twenty three million to what they do in sales. so if you bounce back to an income statement, which is up there next to the balance sheet, you can see uh, you know their sales trend has actually been, been up each year over the last five years. So that's good, they're selling more, but that means they're, they're, uh, they're in either investing back in the business or paying off debt, so their cash is not growing at the, at the same uh, rate as cash. So that's just American. So I essentially want to show you guys how that works. I look at that, that's an important metric. It just basically shows how much cash they have at the end of the year. You can do that on a quarterly basis, but I also want to show you another example. This next tab, and now everybody, I'm on marketwatch.com. Now I typed in UAL or United Airlines. So another competitive airlines to American Airlines. And if you go to the balance sheet, same exact view we just, shot, just saw, um, they are in a better boat. So they actually, you know, 2015, they were at $3.03 billion. 2016, they dropped to $2.2 billion. Twenty seventeen dropped again to one point five billion. Twenty eighteen up to one point six nine, and then twenty nineteen year end saw a big jump to two point seven six billion dollars in cash. For United Airlines, um, this is a much more comfortable picture for me. This helps me think: Hey, over you know the next three to four months, they do have a lot of cash on hand that they can use to, um, you know, pay workers and they need to keep them. Um, It's going to cover some of their fixed costs. They're going to have month to month with lower revenue. So to me, if I'm looking at American United, this is just one of the things I'm looking at before I make an investment. To be completely honest with you, this industry itself, I think is poised and ready for an enormous rebound once the coronavirus pandemic has subsided. So I probably am going to invest in both of these, but I just wanted to show you essentially um, a really important part to what's going to help these businesses make it out alive and that's cash. So I'll just w- real quickly walk through two more scenarios um, and not really scenarios, but just companies. So uh, again, I'm on market watch. Now I'm searching AAPL or as all of you probably know, that is Apple stock ticker. So Apple is known as um, what you would call like cash king, right? So uh, they have an insane amount of cash. They continue to invest in the company. They've acquired companies, and yet they're just making so much money that their cash reserves continue to grow and grow and grow. Just to give you some perspective Um, I'm looking at, again, on the balance sheet, their cash-only line. So all these companies have what's called cash and short-term investments. Short-term investments are treated very similarly to cash because, obviously, they're short-term, so they'll get the money quickly. And a lot of them, they can end up selling uh, relatively fast if they needed the cash. So, But if I just look at cash only i mean and there when you look at cash and short-term investments for apple cash only makes up about 30 percent of their total cash and short-term investments so this is these numbers i'm about to say are enormous and remember they have 70 percent more in relatively similar cash in short-term investments so cash only 2015 they have 13 billion 2016 they they went down slightly to 20 or 12.3 billion excuse me 2017 jumped to 14.5 2018 19.66 billion dollars in cash and then 2019 another enormous jump to 28.12 billion so that's only you know 4 months ago they were sitting at 28 billion dollars in cash in the bank so Someone like Apple for me right now, like they had an up day. They have not taken the hit that a lot of companies have. That's another great company to put some money into in the next two years. They're going to be just fine. Nothing's going to happen to Apple. I mean, over a short period of time, if, you know, there's impacts out of China on iPhone sales and iPhone production, you know, short-term gains and losses, mostly losses could definitely happen, but. I mean, what a strong balance sheet and more importantly, strong cash position that Apple sits in. And I know I've walked through three of these now, but I wanted to walk through one more very similar story, but actually growing to be even larger is Amazon. I mean, Amazon, if there's one company, if I had to pick one company that I would tell you to put your money into right now, it's going to be Amazon. I mean, through this pandemic, Amazon's numbers in their Q1 earnings that I'm expecting next week are going to be just ridiculous and it's because they've really become a part of our own economy i mean you look on amazon even if you're a prime member you're waiting up to a week to a week and a half to get things if amazon can't keep up with their demand with the hundreds of warehouses they have around the country you know they're they're blowing through the roof on sales so 2015 amazon 16 billion 2016 19.9 billion 2017 21.8 billion 2018, they jumped to 32.18 billion, and then at the end of 2019, 36.4 billion dollars in cash. What I mean, just so much money we're talking about for a company, um, and so yeah, that's really it. Another one. These are these so all four of these, you know, decent cash positions. American Airlines, obviously, slightly concerning to me is that's not. It's, it's still a ton of money. Like 600 million dollars is a ton of money they're just an industry that's going to have to deal with this for a lot longer. I would argue Amazon is going to increase their cash position drastically over Q1 or with the numbers they just released. I'm assuming their cash is going to go through the roof probably. Uh, But we'll see. So anyway, that is something I'm focused on. I wanted to share all that with you. It's something that kind of clicked in my head today is like all of us are worried about making sure we have cash in our own pockets. There's stimulus checks going out. There's a lot of small businesses that are, you know, probably going to close business because they don't have um, the ability to have um, cash flow to cover their operating expenses right now without revenue. So it just hit me that, you know, a lot of these public companies, like this, is something really important we should all be looking at. You know, are these companies poised and ready to handle the lack of sales coming in with cash flow available? So. Hope that helps today. Um, Happy Friday. I hope all of you had a great week and have a great weekend. Um, Thank you for watching and listening. And, you know, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Simply Finance. Tomorrow's episode 25. So excited to hit another landmark for the podcast. Um, Again, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, I will talk to you all soon. Thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody! Not quite done yet. Just wanted to add a little ending to today's episode. Uh, If you look in the show notes. Don't forget, there's a few links there. The first one being a link to um, my stock market rebound tracker. This is essentially a free Google Sheet tool for any of you to use and share with your friends. um, That just basically maps out the stocks that I am keeping an eye on, uh, potentially looking to invest in and really just wanting to keep on the radar. So definitely check that out. And then if you are new to investing and really want to try it for yourself, uh, I would suggest using the second link in the show notes, which is basically a link to Robinhood, which is the platform I use for all of my investments. You get free trading, no commission fees whatsoever And by the way, Robinhood is not a sponsor of the podcast, Um, but you will be able to get a free stock uh, by signing up using my link. So get after it. Try out some investing. Uh, Thanks again for listening. And most importantly, stay positive. Have a good day and I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.